want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. What is up, guys? James Gutman here on High Pod. I'm Dad, and welcome. Today is the final day of 2021. And thank you for spending it here on HighPodOnDad.com. If that's where you found me, you may have found me there. You may have found me on Amazon, on Audible, on, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say on Crack. I thought that was kind of funny in my head. And then I'm like, that might not play out so well. If you found me on Crack, I don't know. Sometimes you make those jokes and people don't like it. I remember there was one time somebody talked about Disney on ice. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I've seen Disney on weed. I never saw Disney on ice. And they were like, they just stared at me. And I felt so stupid. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe on crack. However you found me. If you found me at any of those places, leave a like. It was a subscribe, a rating, a review, all the wonderful things that you can do. And I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for being here today. This is um, it's a big episode, man. I actually just uh, was reading over, and you guys know, I do these throughout the week. On Wednesday for the blog, I wrote kind of the year-end edition of the blog. And I've done this every every year, kind of, sort of. I try to give it a theme towards the end of the year. Um, and right around New Year's, I write about either the year that passed, or I remember in 2020, I wrote about 10 years, and I had, you know, pictures from every 10 years and things like that. Looking back and just talking about my life and the experiences I had. This year, however, has been the biggest year of my life, which is a big thing to say, considering that I had a quintuple bypass in 2012. My son was diagnosed with autism all around that same time period, but I still say 2021 uh, was the most precarious, unexpected, you know, weird year. And one that I didn't think I was going to get through. And that's not a work that's not, you know, using words for the sake of words. If you want proof, just look at the picture that I used for the blog on Wednesday. If you guys don't know what that is, the one on the left was a picture of me from January of 2021 after I had just signed to move into my new house. And if you take a look behind me, there's a moving in box. And I look like the year leading up to that had kicked the crap out of me. You know why? Because it had kicked the crap out of me. The picture next to it was a picture that I took the day that I wrote the new blog for Wednesday. So it gives you an idea. I feel like I look like a different person. I'm standing up different. I don't look beaten up. As you guys know, I got divorced. I had been married since 2005. Uh, my ex-wife and I were together since the late 90s. So pretty much my entire adult life was spent in this relationship, building this family, uh, you know, creating everything that was there and just, you know, fostering this. And I'm big, man. I'm big on family. I always was. When I talked about, you know, Hi, blog, I'm dad. People used to see it. They go, oh, you know, your family means so much to you. And it, and it does. My family means a huge amount to me. So what happened this year, the divorce moving out in January was out of character. It was a weird change to my life and one that I never expected ever. I never even dreamt that this would happen, but it did. And right off the bat, it felt weird. Honest to God, I remember... I didn't talk about this in the, in the blog. That's why I, I like to do the podcast. I get to give you guys more stories and more things about 
just kind of where my head's at. And before anything, just so you know, when I say that I like to give you guys stories, I'm not putting it out there almost like as a tale, but one of the things I noticed with me is that I think a lot of stories. I remember a lot of moments in my life, but then when I talk about them, when I put them in the blog, when I do a podcast about them, they're kind of out of my head and they really don't you know, haunt me anymore. So I, I love having the opportunity to kind of put it out there, make it a narrative, move on from it. And a lot of that stuff starts to go away. And that's, it's funny. I think that's a lot of what you know therapy is and the whole idea of, of saying things out loud, getting it out. Now it's out. You can move on to something else. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I find that it works for me a lot of the time, so that's what I do. I moved into this place where I'm at right now uh, in January of 2021, and I always remember the first night I was here by myself. It was before you know the moving people came in, um, and I went to the supermarket by myself right before they closed. It was a different supermarket, one I had never been to, one I didn't even know existed. I live in an area uh, of my town where I was never really over here. It's really a great area because it's right in the middle of everything. You can get to everywhere you have to go, but there's parts of it I've never really been around. And I remember being in the supermarket. I remember walking around with my cart and just putting things in it that were just basic necessities that you would get when you start house, you know, I was putting in, you know, spices for the spice rack and, you know, we're getting butter and arm and hammer and just weird different things that, you know, most people just already have in their home. And I remember thinking, I feel divorced right now. I had never felt that way. I felt like an older man walking around with a cart, just putting things in and it was dark in the supermarket. It was kind of desolate. You know, remember January, 2021, we had moved on from COVID, but eh, it was less than a year, you know, it wasn't that, you know, crazy out. And I was really worried. I didn't know how to process it. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know who I would still have in my life. And that was a big thing too. I thought, you know, as you guys know, something I never really talked about until this year, another part of my lifting of the veil was that, you know, I don't talk to my family. I don't have, you know, a relationship with people that were around me when I grew up. So I had this new family and now I was getting divorced. You know, all the people that, that came from my ex-wife were kind of being taken away now. So I didn't know who was going to remain. I didn't know what I had. I didn't know what my holidays were going to be. I didn't know what was going to happen to me. And I was really worried. I had to take care of myself 100%. Do these things that I never did. As I said before, since you know the late 90s, I, I had somebody with me doing these things. So here I am now and I'm I'm buying beds for the kids and I'm I'm making sure my son has clothes for school and and all these different things that you know typically when you're in a a marriage you have two people kind of working on that and this was just me now and that was scary. There's a lot of fear throughout the year and if you go back and you read my blog starting in January it was almost a roller coaster ride of emotion that comes with as I admitted to in June being bipolar, I'm bipolar. Something that sounds scarier than it really is. For me, it just explained why, you know, I kind of go to extremes like a Billy Joel song. That's my thing, you know. I get excited about something and I do it. If I want to have something done, I do it myself. I go out there. If I start cleaning the house, I really clean the house. Something bothers me, it really bothers me. It's rare that I'm just in the middle, 
you know, middle of the road. So for me, my goal is always to stay on the more positive side or to not allow things to really just weigh on me. Things bother me. And that fear of not having that safety net, that fear of being in a new place and doing new things starting in January, you know, that was one that I really couldn't shake for a while. And I wrote about it. My writing got dark at times. I know that. That's who I am. I'm back. I'm forth. I could write fun stuff and have a great time. And then sometimes my head just works against me. And that happened. But as I had the opportunity to write and to share my articles and to share my posts and to speak here on the, the podcast, and even outside of this, the opportunities I had just in my writing in general, I got to write for different websites at the end of the year here. I'm, I'm, I'm writing freelance or post media in Canada. It's awesome. I get a chance to, you know, do good with my writing, which is what I really want to do, writing about, you know, charities and foster care and things like that and putting it out there in Canadian newspapers. It feels good. It feels like I'm doing something that I want to do with my life. And all these things came together to really give me a great year that culminated at Christmas. I wrote about giving my son an autism inclusive Christmas. I, I wrote about spending it you know, with, with Lauren and her mom and Christian, Lucas's best friend, uh, how these people mean so much in our lives now and how happy I am to have them in our life, um, to have expanded my circle and have friends and people that I really know care about me and that I care about. It feels good. It feels like I'm in a good place. And I, I look back at the journey it took to get here and it's such a positive thing for me. And such a good thing for me. And I don't harp anymore on the people who didn't support. And there were people who didn't support me. There were people, and this always bothered me, man. I'm going to be honest with this one. I'm, I'm trying to be positive, but I got to tell you, one of the things that always amazed me right from the beginning of this thing was that nobody ever took into account the fact that when you have a divorce and you have kids, you still have to keep that relationship going with your ex. And I wanted to do that. You're not best friends and you don't have to like play tiddlywinks and stuff like that, but you have to interact with each other. You have to have a positive relationship. And some people, they don't give a damn about that, man. People see it like an episode of, of Jerry Springer or Maury, friends from your life who will pop up and choose a side. I had people that I thought were going to struggle to choose a side, choose a side when there weren't even signs to choose. You know, the day I moved in here, we had a uh, an old friend who who decided to you know give me all this grief and you do this and you're that and I'm like who are, I haven't seen you in a year <laughs> like what the hell never stopping to think that you have to have this relationship with your ex man people will scorch your earth for no reason and that bothered me again bipolar bugged me a lot but then time went on and those people got further in the rearview mirror and the people that I cared about my friends. We're here now with me. And I started to focus on them instead of the people who were gone because as somebody pointed out to me one time, I would complain about, I complained about this one person. They go, Do you, are you really going to miss that person? And I'm like, no, but what the hell? You know, like nobody cares that I'm gone. Like, but really that's the truth. A lot of times the people who go away when you have these struggles and I had this with my own family early on and I've had this now with people, you know, today they're people you really didn't have. They're people who never had your best interest and they're people who are very selfish. You know, and I, I wrote about that, man. I wrote about that a few months ago. People will. It was one of my one of my favorites because it spoke volumes about 
people I've dealt with, you know, people who will call you family until it's time for you to be treated like family. And then they don't want to do that. You know, you're their family when it's time for family obligations or their family when it's time for, you know, the, the grunt work they don't want to do. But when it comes time to like support you or help you or care about you, they don't care, you know, but you knew that I knew that. You know that right now. You have people in your life right now that you know, you know, deep down, they don't really give a damn. They don't. And you say, and you know how you know you say it? If it's somebody that you could turn around and be like, oh, they love me in their own way. You know, <laughs> they don't. Their own way is that they don't give a damn. And you feel it. It's a visceral thing, you know? And don't, I'm not attacking anybody. I'm not saying these things to make you question people in your own life. But you have people in your life that you have a visceral feeling that they don't care And nine times out of 10, they don't. They don't. I've dealt with a lot of people that I had that feeling about who have gone, wished away into the cornfield. Gone. Gone. No attempts at the holidays to reach out and no, you know, they pretend. I don't know what they pretend to everybody around them, but there's no, there's no unopened cards and things like that. People are just gone, right? And that used to bother me. And the idea of it still bothers me. I still think that it's, it's weird to me because I'm not like that. I want to be there for people if I can. And, you know, I wouldn't, I don't like to walk away. You know, something kind of just picked up through the years for myself. But it's a lot easier when you have uh, confidence and you have a support circle of people who really care about you. And I have that now and I'm, I'm grateful for it and it has helped me. This whole year has been a real year of growth and change and enlightenment, just all these things that are really just coming, you know, to light for me. The other thing too, and this is one I've I've hesitated to talk about or write about just simply because I don't want it to seem as though I'm advocating for divorce because I'm not, I'm not advocating for divorce, but I stayed, uh, we both did in, in the marriage for a long time. For me, a lot of it was the fear of my kids being negatively affected by a divorce. And I was worried about that. And I found even towards the end that I was giving, I was there seven days a week and it was great, but I was given like, you know, 40%, 30%. Cause at that point you're so beaten down, you're tired. I was being a dad watching TV with the kids and all this other stuff, but not giving it my all. And now I give it my all, you know, it might be three or four days a week, but I give it my all when I have my kids and we do stuff and we go out and I, I really focus on them. When they're not here, man, I, I, I plan out things with my son. My son has autism. He's nonverbal. He's got an IEP and things with school. I try to figure out the best course of action for that. I'm dealing with people and trying to set up all these different plans for him. You know, my daughter, I'm teaching her life lessons. I'm giving her chores. I'm doing things like that. Uh, when they're not here, I'm doing their laundry and I'm, you know, making their beds and I'm changing their sheets. I'm doing all the things that a dad should do and I'm giving them my all. And I got to tell you, they both have thrived. It wasn't easy. It wasn't always, you know, this way. In the very beginning, there were definitely some rough times where you worry about your kids. I worried about both of them a lot. But in the end, you know, my son is thriving. My daughter's great. We're just all... We're where we need to be. And knowing that now, in December of 2021 versus January of 2021 is all the that I need. It's, it's kind of this weight off my shoulders. It all goes back to my son's autism diagnosis and how I handled it that has taught me how to kind of handle the world. You know, and I, I guess you could throw the heart surgery and stuff like that in there too. I always said, 
especially in the beginning, that the only thing that was scary about my son having autism was that I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know how that would affect my family. I didn't know how, you know, what, how it would play out. I didn't know what that means. It was the unknown. We never know. Years later, as I got to know what that meant, as he became the person that he is, and he's a great kid, still nonverbal, something that if I could go back in time and tell myself in like 2014, I would freak out. I'd be like, oh my God, he's nonverbal. It would be the end of the world, but it's not. It happened and he's here and, and I love him and he's wonderful. Same thing with a lot of things in your own life. There was a big unknown for me in January. And here I am. It's not unknown anymore. I've tried to build a life that I can. And now after this rebuilding year, as we have, it's the year after the rebuilding year. So I'm excited. I'm excited about what I'm doing. I'm excited about where I'm going. I'm excited about opportunities that I have in front of me. There's a lot of good stuff on the horizon. And I thank you guys for the chance to speak to you, for the chance to get a lot of this stuff out and for the support that you've given me. Thank you. Uh, It really means the world to me. And this has been uh, an unforgettable year for me and my family and for all that's happened. So thank you. I appreciate it. I don't think there's a better example of kind of how my kids are thriving than the blog post I wrote on Monday. As I said before, Wednesday, highblogomdad.com. I wrote about the end of the year, but on Monday, I wrote one called Sometimes His Sister Knows Best. And it's about my daughter. She's 13. My son, again, is 10 years old. So she's only slightly older than him. But sometimes she sees things in terms of what he should be doing and how we should be working with him that I can't see. And the reason why is because, you know, she's basically his contemporary. I think about when I was in Cub Scouts and my friend uh, had a little brother named Christopher, who everyone thought was, he was adorable, but he was only a few years younger than us. So once in a while, he could really just be like this dirty little, like pick your nose kind of a kid. And I remember that there were moments like we had to sing uh, Christmas carols for the senior citizens when we were in Boy Scouts. And every time we did the 12 days of Christmas, at the end, we'd go, cha-cha-cha. We'd scream cha-cha-cha. We loved it. It was like our thing. And they were like, listen, don't yell cha-cha-cha because the old people might get afraid and then they'll, what's going to happen? So don't yell it. Just sing the song. We're like, okay, like seriously, we're not kidding. Don't, you know, we had like those Long Island moms. And we all sang, we're like, and partridge in a pear tree. And we look over and this little kid Christopher, his big chubby cheeks, he just went, cha-cha-cha, with this big grin on his face. We're all laughing. It was so cute. Um, so he was cute, but he was just like this friend's little brother. It wasn't like nobody wanted to be like, oh, like every once in a while he'd do a cute thing. And that's what her brother is. <laughs> like my daughter is only a few years older than Lucas. I think he's adorable. I think she's adorable. These are my kids, you know, but she doesn't see him that way. And because of that, it allows her to make some of the tougher decisions. Case in point, um, Lucas has his iPad a lot. He loves his iPad. He's always on it. Wants to play with it, wants to use it. And I do take it away every now and then. We'll take it away for a card ride. We'll take it away, watch TV together, something like that. But the TV shows have to be his own shows. He's, he's very, puts his foot down about things he wants. So he got an iPad for Christmas and we're playing with the iPad downstairs. And, you know, she turns around. She's like, can you take his iPad away, please? So he could play with us. I was like, I know, but I feel bad. Like he likes it. It's Christmas. She's like, yeah, it's Christmas. He's going to have it for the whole break. He should do something special today. So we did. We took it away and he whined and he did his little thing, but he didn't melt down. And then he sat with us. We sat in the ball pit. We were throwing the balls at him. He was throwing them back. We kept throwing them out of the ball pit. He kept putting them back in. It was really cute. We listened to some of his music on the radio. Uh, and then he laid down on the couch with us and he took a nap while we watched Christmas Story. 
And it was great. And it was a memory. And it was something that happened on Christmas Day. And it was something that she picked out. She realized it was something that he should be doing because she saw him as a kid right around her age. Why isn't he doing this? Let's make him do it. As opposed to a parent who's like, oh, I feel bad. Look at his little face, you know. And the example that I gave too in the blog was about how sometimes, I mean, Lucas just shoves food in his face. And I'm really big on trying to get this kid on a diet. It's been a struggle. Um, I give him, you know, the food at school. I try to always give him less at home. He always wants more. Try to give him as little as possible. Try to coordinate that across both houses. Sometimes it gets a little difficult. And even when I'm doing good, I do make mistakes because I, I spoil him. He's my kid sometimes. And I'll, I'll say to my, my daughter, you know, she'd be like, why is he eating more food? I'd be like, oh, I know. I'm mad at him, but it's hard. He's got such a cute little face. He has a fat face. I'm like, no. He has an adorable face. No, he has a fat face. And then I look at it, I'm like, eh, a little bit. You have a little bit of a fat face. So she's able to see him with that point of view that is so needed in his life. Because if everybody's just like, aw, thinks he's going to be this round little guy just stealing food. You know, I'll be looking at him that way when he's like 30. Aw, Lucas. But you can't, you know, he's a little man. He has to, he has to do the right thing. So it's, it's a blessing that he has her. And it's another example of how, you know, really even during a year where everybody's always like, the year my parents got divorced. Like for us, it wasn't a bad one. They end the year on a much higher note than we began. And I kind of think that their bond that the two of them have is, has been strengthened because of it too. So it's a beautiful thing. I wrote about that on Monday. Hi, blogomdad.com. Check it out. I do appreciate it. All that said, let's do a little sanity, a little moment of sanity. Hi, Pod. This is your moment of sanity. All right. Now, before I explain this week's moment of sanity, I have to be honest with you guys about some things. I do weird stuff. And I know that you say that and people, their minds go to a million different directions. It's not really like that. I do get into things sometimes that people don't really fully get. You know, Novister, I think, is a great example of it. Uh, if you guys know Veterans Day, my kid was bored. We did an Easter egg hunt. It started to evolve into all these different activities on Veterans Day that we called Novister because it was in November and it was Easter. You get it. One year, my daughter made decorations for Novista. We hung them up around my office. This dude that I barely knew, a, f- a husband of a woman that I didn't really know her either, He's like, what's Novista? And I explained it to him. And he's like, uh, okay. And I was like, no one asked you your opinion, bro, of Novista. But I get it. It's weird. It's a strange thing. Another example. I had an office in my house many years ago, like a home office. Uh, the first one from High Blog I'm Dad. It was the green motif. It was the reason why the site had a green background. And when we moved, I went into the garage and there was a big part of the garage that was all mine to do with it what I wanted. So I found the exact paint. And I redid that little corner of the garage to nearly exactly resemble my old office. And people were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just doing it. Despite the fact that I already had a home office in the new house elsewhere, not in the garage. So sometimes I get into things. I do them. They're weird. People get confused. Bear with me. Here's what I did this year. Uh, It's kind of fun. It's, It's less than what I would normally do in these weird situations. But still, it's still a strange thing. So I'm getting mail here. This is my new place. I've been here for a year. And I still get mail for people who used to live here. There's um, this woman who was here before me. I wish I could give you guys her name because it is insane. It sounds like a stripper name from a Disney cartoon. I wish I could tell you. 
I'm not going to be able to tell you. Maybe one day when I move out, I'll tell you what her name was. But I get mail for her. I get mail for another name that I'm vaguely recognizing because it comes once in a while. I had gotten mail the other day for a name I had never seen. But the guy's name was James, right? It's important that his name was James because my name is James. I'll go through it. Now, I'm opening my own mail, Christmas cards, things like that. And I opened what I thought was a card for me. And it turns out it was a card meant for the James who used to live here, a name that I didn't know. And the family in the card is a family I don't know. There was this whole thing, much love, had the family name, had the kids, had the wife and the husband on it. And I looked at it. It happened on one of those days where I didn't have my kids. So I texted my daughter. I said, hey, I got this card for this family that's not meant to go to me. So the person who lived in the house before me, I accidentally opened it. Should I hang it up with the other Christmas cards? I have all the Christmas cards on this whiteboard that I have hung up right next to my kitchen. I have this big whiteboard that I use for keeping notes and hanging things up. And she writes back, no. My daughter is really big on one word responses. I'd be like, how was school? IDK. That's her big thing. IDK. You know, what are you doing? No. Uh, that, that's not the right answer. Like we go back and forth. So she writes, no. So I went, too bad I'm doing it. So as of now, I have now hung up this family that I don't know at all. I don't even know who they know on the whiteboard amongst all the other families that I know. And it's now become the New Year's game. If you come to my house, you get to play which family don't I know among the Christmas cards. And I know it's stupid. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous, but it's my thing, man. It's my my moment of sanity, I guess. And that's the thing. Man. I go back and I thought about the garage and I thought about the Novister guy and all this other stuff. Don't let anybody sour you on the things that kind of make you smile. In pro wrestling, I know I do a lot of wrestling references in pro wrestling. They used to call, you know, popping yourself, making you pop. Pop means like cheer or laugh or whatever. So it makes me pop. I like it. It's funny to me. So I do it. And even though my daughter's like, no, don't do it. No, do it. If you feel like doing it, do it. If it brings you sanity, do it. If it's something that you enjoy, do it. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we have a limited amount of time on this earth. You might as well have fun while you do. Uh, and that's what I'm going to do. So thank you for letting me have fun. And thank you for taking the time to listen. And thank you for all your support throughout the year. Guys, this has been a fantastic 2021. I am very excited. I, I'm already getting news. 2022 is going to be fantastic. I'm stoked. I really am stoked. So thank you so much for all your support. I look forward to another great year with you guys. Until next time, this is James Gutman saying, be well, happy new year, and bye pod.